From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Coalfield and Company. All right, here we go on a Monday. Steve Cofield, Adam Hill is the company. DeMond running the show as we uh, got a big one on the way. NBA draft week. So we'll get into what's going on with the draft in uh, just a couple minutes and at different parts of the show. We got an update, at least on some comments by potential Raiders free agent pickup. U.S. Open golf. I think Adam Hill won a bunch of money. I don't want to jinx it, but we'll hit that in just a little bit. And guess who was in town? The Warriors. They were in town. Warriors! They were in town partying. Pretty sad I didn't get the invite. You been missed the, out, huh? I've been the biggest fan, biggest supporter. And then today they had their parade, so I got to see some clips of the parade. Boy, uh, drunk Dr. Dre, master of kinesiology, Draymond Green, is even more annoying than sober Draymond Green. It's the three on Cofield and Company. Who knows? Can't maybe just, maybe he wasn't drunk, but he did have a bottle, I think, of tequila that he was drinking straight out of. So he had just started that bottle. I don't know if he'd had a, another bottle before that. I can't just let you throw that out there about slander my guys. Please don't do this. F everyone else. That's, Please don't that's, do this. That's the... That's now, the... Today, today, he was with his mom. I think. She looked really young. She was a young lady. I think I, I think I was drunk when I saw the video because I was like, is that his daughter? <laughs> So he was with some lady who was also, because Draymond Green just kept saying, shut up. Everyone, shut up. Everyone who doubted is, shut up. And then the the lady with him was like, shut up. I'm like, okay. That's what I say. Yes. And just, was what, just 10 days ago, Clay Thompson was lecturing all of us on being classy. Don't hate on my Warriors. Yes. Please don't do your Warriors thing. We have to stop that. What are you talking about? Please. My team. No. Uh, Adam Hill is here in rare form. Already. NBA draft is this week. There's a lot of local tie-ins. There's Mountain West Conference tie-ins. Bryce Hamilton and Donovan Williams would love to be drafted. We'll get to their story in a little bit. You know, the guy who's probably going to go the highest is actually the brother of a former UNLV guy, Amari Hardy. Well, his brother, Jaden Hardy, who, of course, was a big high school star here in town, skipped college, went to the G League Ignite, and he may go as high as... Well, we'll see. Yeah, I see him... 12th on some big boards. Uh, one mock draft had him going 22nd. So we'll find out. I don't know what they think of the G League, guys. Sometimes they get drafted real high like they did last year. Other times I think you're going to have some international players who could be potentially bumping him down. But it's a good story to follow, and I hope it works out for him. I hope he turns out to be a you know a top 15 pick and he gets a, a big payday. That would be cool. Very cool. And always cool to see local you know, locally tied, locally affiliated guys that succeed. And we're seeing it more and more in every sport. So you're um, you're slightly younger than me, so you're pushing 50. Very uh, much younger. You are actually a lot younger. Um, do you remember the first draft you watched? NBA draft? Oof. No. But I... Well, see, so you were born in 79, so I'd have to imagine you'd probably be like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. So somewhere in the mid-90s. No, I'd have to be younger. I mean, really? I was, when, I was, when I was a kid kid... Yeah. I was so incredibly obsessed with sports. I know, I will say, and I wish I could remember exactly which year it was, but there was a time that I was so obsessed with the NBA draft that uh, my dad, and you'll, you will not be surprised by this, dragged me and my brothers to go camping um, up in Trevor City, Michigan. Okay. Um, and That's how you say that? Yeah, Trevor City. Okay. What did you think it was? Traversy? Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah, Trevor City. We, we, were, we were up there camping, and we were furious. First of all, that we were not camping people. My dad is, but of we are not, not, as you yes. know. Yes. Um, but he was. Do- it was d- during the night of the NBA draft. We were up there, 
So we basically stole the car from the campsite, drove down to the lake, and picked up a station across the lake in Wisconsin that had the NBA draft on it. Nice. So we could listen to so it. you listen on radio. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. I mean, th- but that's how obsessed I was. Now, yeah. I, I probably – well, I will be – I'll be in San Diego at the Padres game on Thursday. I'm sure we'll be sitting at a bar, like, watching the draft while the game is on or something. But it's not, it's not like, an obsession in my life. What's your problem with now? I, I think most sports I've kind of, like, moved to You've a lost board. the sizzle. It's business. Yes. Sure. Okay. I'd say 85 is probably one of the first drafts I remember. Okay. Even though I could swear, I had a buddy in the neighborhood, and we used to we used to uh, like have a little draft party with all two of us. Okay, but I remember going, you know, going into his, uh, you know, in New Jersey, you have basements, right? So you could set up a TV and have a nice, uh, you know, cave down there. But I remember watching drafts. But yeah, eighty five was the first one because I definitely remember when, um, weren't, weren't you the, the, the Knicks won the lottery with the frozen envelope, sure. and Dave DeBusher like nearly had a coronary. He was so fired up. So that was the Patrick Ewing draft. That was the Patrick Ewing draft. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I should have said that with the frozen envelope. Sure. I forget everyone knew that, but yeah, when David Stern did what David Stern did back then. Well, a lot of our listeners weren't even born. That's a good point. Yeah. I know. I'm glad you, you caught everyone up. <laughs> yes. It's fun. Well, I mean, you I was just going to read through drafts for like the first hour. You should do that. Stick to sports, right? You should do that. My um, draft memories. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I flipped. Actually, my, my, uh, my worst draft memory, of course, is who is my favorite player? When I was like, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, I think you know this. I was going to say, the past, I was gonna say Kerry Kittles. No, no, he was, he was, no, my favorite player. Cause I actually, um, I used to like Maryland basketball. Oh, okay, sure. So my favorite player was Len Bias. Sure. So I watched Len Bias on Maryland and then, uh, what, within three days of the draft, he died. He was, he was, that, that kind of sucked as a sports, as a young sports fan. I'm like, ooh, reality. Well, I know that you always joke that I lived everywhere, but we, I mean, we live right down the street. Right near time. Hyattsville, Maryland? That's where I grew up, I think. Well, we, I mean, from College from Park. College Park. We, yeah. used to, we used to go to some games yep. when we were living right there. So um, it was a local story. It was That was obviously crushing. We'd seen him so, play so many times in, in college. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He was, you know, I was going to do a whole thing on Friday talking about, um, well, we actually talked about it a little bit. We were talking about the best organization in all of sports now, right? And it's the Warriors. The Browns. Right? Um, and the Warriors are, this this era of the Warriors is like a top five or six era of all time in NBA history. And the Celtics of the 80s are also probably a top five or six. Uh, but they, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be harsh. Is it too soon to talk about Len Bias's way? But if you draft a guy number two, I think you have to know about his background. And I don't believe that was, you know, I think it's been played out since. I don't believe that was the first time he tried cocaine. Now, that said, everyone in the 86 draft may have been snorting Yale. That's what I was, I was, that's gonna, the problem. That's I was like, get I, I have no, like, Brad Doherty seems like a great guy. I mean, should we do this? We're going to, like, accuse everyone, for, you know, 35 years ago. 30. I think it's safe to say any famous well, person of the 80s, there's a good chance they were probably taking cocaine. I mean, the draft, it included Brad Doherty, one, Len Bias, who died from cocaine, two, Chris Washburn, who was just a freaking nightmare. Off the court, he couldn't he couldn't stay in and out of jail, and he was in trouble all the time. Chuck Person had a good career, but then just got in trouble for you know doing what Bruce Pearl wanted him to do, and somehow he's the fall guy from Auburn. Sure. Uh, Kenny Skywalker, who didn't turn out to be a great player, he was Dunker. five. William Bedford had a bunch of problems. Roy Tarpley was another Yale guy. He had, yeah. he he got didn't he get banned for life at some yeah. point? He was a great talented player from Michigan. No, no comment. Yep, from Michigan. Ron Harper, the older Ron Harper. Sure. Ron Harper Jr. might get drafted. We'll see. From? 
Everyone knows. So anyway, so that was the beginning of that draft. And then, you know, there were guys like uh, Walter Berry. Guess who else was in that draft at number 15 in 1986? Curry. Del Curry. Wow. Yeah. God, we're getting old. You are. You are, too. I didn't remember that. Well, you, I'm, I, don't, you had a, you had a, I, I don't remember. I'm reading down the list. Like, I have, a, I have every draft memorized from 36 years ago. No, you were out of college and watching that draft. And I was not out of college home. No, I was, I was not out of college. No, I was not. I told you, watching, uh, going back and watching uh, Snowfall, catching up on Snowfall in the last season. I don't want to spoil it for people. They started out one of the episodes. Actually, it might have been the beginning of the last season. They started out the episode with a uh, Len Bias actor. Oh, wow. And they showed it's, him you know, snorting up coke, and he just took too much, too much coke and had a heart attack. about cocaine? Yes, okay. about cocaine and crack. Yeah, More, as much crack. I don't know if it was about Avalanche or... No, 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 no. <laughs> I think I've talked about it before, right? You love that show. Yeah, you should watch sure. it. It's a great show. Well, I mean, while we're talking about the draft, I should just point out because it yeah. just came across. Oh, we across, were talking about the draft. I know, but it just came across the uh, Twitter, the yes. Twitter machine. Yes. Uh, massive, massive fall in the odds on the uh, the European player in the top three. Okay. Your boy, Paulo Benchero. The who, what? The what player? The, the Euro. The, the Italian. The Italian guy from... Yeah. The Pacific Northwest in the United States. I heard you say that on Friday, so I was. Oh, now you're going to qualify him as Euro? No, he's Italian. He's an Ital- He's Italian. Sure. Bancaro. Sure. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, but, he's, but he grew up here. I know. I, I was. I thought you were doing this joke, and I was following your. It's not a joke. He's an Italian guy <laughs> who grew up in the Pacific Northwest. There's okay. no joke. Either way, he he has gone in the last two days from twenty-one to one to three and a half to one to be the number one pick. Wait a second. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wait. I, literally. It, wait. Literally wait he's across. gone up to three to one. He went. He was twenty-one to one two days wow. ago. He's now three and a half to one. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. It, okay. It well, that just came across. That's interesting. Yeah. And by the way, could I be more wrong if if the reports I saw aren't inaccurate? Remember how I was saying on uh, lottery night, David Robinson and Chet Holmgren were there, and I was looking at Ben Caro, and I'm like, he's six seven. Like he's so much shorter than both guys. They're both seven footers. I don't know. They said he measured without shoes at six ten and a half. So I don't know what the hell happened. It was it must have been a bad angle did, on, on, on the lottery like shot. Because I was like, this guy. I think this guy's six seven. Because we've seen that happen before, where guys listed at you know, hey, six ten forward at wherever you know Duke, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, six six and a half. What, wait, what happened? Well, David Robinson like towered over him. David Robinson did tower over him. David Robinson th- is now seven five. I think it was the he grew. David Robinson's actually. I think it was the angle. I think they were closer to the screen, closer to the camera, and he was further back. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Must have been. We will do in freaking intense research during the break to no. see if that was his real measurement without the shoes. You can. I, I'm, you're what? I'm, you're 5'11 without shoes, right? No. Because you wear the lifts? It's lifts. Huh. You, get, you have big shoes. I mean, no. I don't think that's true. And we're still going with the half for you, right? Six, three and a half. Yeah. Okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's no halves. No, especially uh, when you're when you're as tall as you are, you don't need to say you're six, six four. Three seems short. Just say you're six. You're a big guy. No one can get near you. Right, but it, six three seems short, and I don't. I can't pull off. Short. I can't pull in off this six, studio of all I, places. It I seems can't, short. I can't pull off six four. <laughs> I got to go six three and a half. You can do. Believe me, you can do six four. No one's getting close enough to you to measure. That's true. All right. True. Now you've been afflicted, unfortunately, with freaking like the Burger King hands. That's not. I mean, that's not true. For six three and a half, your hands are very small. I think they're I actually mine size. were bigger. Mine were bigger on the NFL stretchy the thumb out thing. You can't even palm a basketball, well, my, can you? My, uh, it's it, you're six three and, and a half. You can't palm a basketball. It's back and forth. That's a disaster. Depends, it depends on the on the traction on the on the ball. But I also I feel like we determined this that on the measuring of the hands, 
my lack of thumb flexibility is that a is, real hindrance. That is a problem. You have to be able to yeah. stretch it out. I can, I can yeah, almost see, look, go like, it's a, it almost, I can, I can go straight. There it is. Yeah, like that's as much. That's what it's like. You, you have the Kenny Pickett of radio host hands. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to be able to play quarterback. You won't play quarterback for the Steelers. You're not getting drafted no. very high. No. All right. Uh, more important basketball note because the draft that that is important. I didn't realize that Ben Carroll had uh, flown up the charts there because I think. I think the plan was when uh, the Rockets move Christian Wood, it's like, oh, we're taking Bancaro, you know, same player. Well, maybe they're not going to get him now. I so, think that was their plan for sure. Kyrie Irving looks to be on the move. And as a longtime Nets fan, because that was originally why I would watch the draft. And the Nets had so many great drafts over the years. I mean, ben just, Horn? Sure. We don't, we don't have to go through Nets <laughs> draft history. Stop. But I got to tell you, I, I'm not that heartbroken if Kyrie just, if, if he walks. And I'd, I'd like to see some, some sort of, if they can even do it anymore in the NBA, some sort of, uh, you know, sign and trade. But I, I just, I don't. Well, it's actually. I don't love them. Like, Not after this last year. It could take, it might take the whole show to explain it. I was actually reading a write-up of how, like, they can't do a sign and trade really uh, to the Lakers if that was was the destination. Right. Um, it's it, He'd have to opt into the contract instead of signing a new contract and then trade for equal salary which I think would be the expiring contract of Westbrook. So it, it's like, is that really like the, the Nets are a team that should have ambitions of winning the, the title next year? That's the only the because re- I think for the future of the Nets, yeah, sure, move on from Kyrie and see what you can get. But this is like next year. But this is window. literally what because because he's put them in this position because he's such a weirdo and he's so unpredictable. He is one of these guys. It's basically just you know trade him for someone else's problem. But next year is the window. And I don't think Westbrook's going to take them to the title. I mean, maybe I Why is next, West- next year the window? I mean, how long is Durant going to stay there, really? Ooh, okay. So you think he's gone after next year? Maybe he's, maybe he's even gone now. Who knows? Go I mean, don't you believe Warriors Ben Simmons just goes right into that number two player spot no, but I and think is reliable? Simmons, that with, was a joke, with, by the way. But what Simmons can do, yeah. what he can do defensively in particular, yeah. and not have to be on the ball... Like I know you, th- I think you want him on the ball, but no, I, I don't. I don't okay. want him. I've, okay. I, my argument the whole time before any of this blew up with Ben Simmons, my argument the whole time was it's absurd that a guy who can't shoot is playing point guard at six ten. He needs to be like kind of a point forward and and basically somewhere inside of fifteen feet at all times but on offense. I do think Simmons is the missing piece for that team with with, with, I, with Irving and Durant. So like I think you almost have to let it go. Well, we'll get an update on it. We're going to bring out an NBA insider in the 4 o'clock hour. I, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe this is all the negotiation thing. Uh, as of today, though, it says that the Nets and Kyrie are apparently at an impasse. I'm just going to get drunk and watch golf all day today, all day today, all day today. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Finley Toyota Studio. And let me oh, yeah. tell you something, Pat. I'm praying for chaos. I won't the live guys on top of the leaderboard. I want complete chaos <laughs> this weekend. Good time. Good time. All right, just starting things off. On a Monday, Adam Hill is here. Good song, right? Of course. Jamming along. Now I just want to watch an episode, though. 
Let's just do that instead of the show. Uh, times never change. Rough times. Rough times. Although, side, oh, side, price is way high now. Side note, well, yeah. like, I I I added another streaming service this weekend. Why? Well, well here, here's why. Uh, through my phone company, like every week now, I'm getting you get free free for a year mm-hmm. streaming service. Do you ever forget to cancel them? Every time, of course. But at least for the next year, you are the sucker du jour. They love you. I last night sat down. I went through five different streaming services. Like start to finish, and after like an hour, I was like, I I guess what I'm doing now is scrolling streaming services without actually watching anything. You were just exploring, or you were actually trying to find something. I was trying to find something, and I never found. I was like, oh, I want to click on this. So then I went and watched The Office again, which is what I do every day. Why don't you just text me? I'll give you shows. Uh, I have like no, a ro- I, have, I have a rotation of ten shows going at all times. There's plenty of shows that I want to watch. Like I just started. I to- I literally told you I started Euphoria like three weeks ago, yeah. and I'm still on like episode two. Like I want to watch that. Right. But I also when I sit down, I'm like, I don't want to get too invested right now. I just want to watch something silly or whatever. Okay. Like, I get I it. Just, I can never. Why do I have so many options and I can't decide on anything? By the way, I don't have a rotation of ten shows. I have a list that I just finished. Maybe three that I'm watching at one time, and like four on the way. But I always have something on deck. I'm always ready. I lost my focus the last five days. i got to get back to it. Uh, Barkley on the way back on McAfee's show, uh, rooting for chaos at the U.S. Open. We'll get to what happened at the Open in just a couple minutes. We've got uh, another Stanley Cup game coming up. I'm on the Lightning, but, boy, game two, that wasn't good. No. It was ugly. They gave up a touch now. Uh, It's now or never. I mean, that's not a good betting strategy. Right, right. But it, this is it. They can't go down going, three nothing. If they're going to make it a series, if they're going to put up any fight at all, tonight's the night. Series hasn't started yet. Yeah, until until the road team wins. Well, mm-hmm. this one feels like it started. Yeah, <laughs> this one kind of feels started like real bad for the Lightning. It has not started well. That John Cooper uh, goaltending edge that I had uh, the Lightning with going in. Oof. <laughs> not so much right now. How's that working out? For yeah, you? Uh, you can hear the game today over on twelve thirty. The game. That's our play-by-play station. Lots of other sports talk on that station. 1230, the game, is where the uh, Stanley Cup. Game three. Puck drop at five. Pre-game at 430. So, big news in the NHL. Knights just got Cassidy in from Boston. And uh, PDB, Pete DeBoer, does have a job. He does. In the conference. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're not surprised, right? No. You we thought said, he'd be coveted? Yeah, we said from the beginning that, you know, he was going to get a job. If he wanted a job, that was the only question. Did he want a job or did he want to take a year off or try broadcasting for a year? But if he wanted a job, he was going to have one. He's I like, feel like we were we five for five uh, in support of DeBoer keeping the job here on this show? Yeah. Well, uh, the main I host. Was. I know Candy Candy was very strong on DeBoer. Yeah. And, and I mean, listen. I know, I know you liked him. And my thought is. Willie likes him. My thought is. This was an injury year, and I know other people said there's all, all these other factors. Like it was injuries. Um, he's been a very successful coach for a long time, multiple stops. He's done it in a lot of different places. And I saw, I actually saw a lot of Golden Knights fans like trolling Dallas, like oh, enjoy this. Yeah, they might. Like you do have to compete with them still. They're still a pretty good team, and he's a pretty good coach. Like I, I wouldn't laugh at, at Dallas having him. That's a team you're gonna you might have to compete with down the road. If you had an open job right now, would you hire DeBoer or Gallant? I mean, I think it depends on the roster. Um, I, I do feel like Gallant is it's better for maybe teams on the rise, um, teams trying to figure it out. 
Um, and Pete DeBoer is more a roster that's closer to being there already. Um, I think they're two different styles of coach, and they they succeed in two different areas. But, I mean, they're both obviously very, very good coaches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in New York, like, Glant made a lot of sense. And we saw what he was able to do with them. In Dallas, I think DeBoer makes sense. This was a big weekend in town for partying. Did you party? <laughs> no, not at all. I just told you my party was scrolling tre- streaming services and not finding anything to watch. You know, we find out in, especially June, you really have no life. Me? Yeah. Like, you work so much, I don't think you know what to do when you have the three weeks off. And, like, I remember you complaining a couple weeks ago. You're like, uh, like, I have nothing to write. I'm not writing anything right now. I'm just like, like don't write! I came up with something yesterday. I mean, you went on a trip already. I think you got another trip coming up. Two. I, three. I don't understand why. You should just take take six weeks of vacation. No, three of the next four weeks. Believe, I'm, believe I'm me. out of town. Believe me, you and you could do it. Does your vacation carry over anymore? Or they stop doing that. Stop doing it. Yeah, because you probably, probably. Um, You're like you are like drink ticket guy. Remember that? Remember drink ticket sure. guy? And I'll, I'll mention the the casino, the Orleans. So like 20 years ago, I was working at the Orleans Sportsbook, and I just I I sat there and I'm like, boy, these guys are going to ruin it because they, they had a very liberal drink ticket policy, and guys would come up and they'd have a stack. Of like, like four hundred, of, yeah. of hundreds, yeah. And I'm just like, what are you like the greed, the greed? And that's what you did. Yeah, you didn't like take a first... vacation for fourteen years. That's true. Well, now I'm making up for it. I'm and getting, then, I'm and then, you know, Adam's like, man, I just, man, I got, got a three hundred and fourteen weeks of vacation. I got to take. Yeah, like, and then they years. saw it. and They're like, you know what? That's it. We're wiping it all out. So you cost the you cost everyone else well, there their, their carryover vacation. We did change. Owners. You did change also, owners a couple yeah, times. A couple times. So I think somewhere in there it got lost. Um, so what do you have now? Like forty weeks? No, I'm going to use them all up. I, I like I said, three of the next oh, four weeks. Really? I'm out of town three of the next four weeks. Nice, good for you. Um, he deserves it. He works hard. And yeah, I'm that. finding I'm finding stories to write right now for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm home and not out of town and not working. I am a wreck. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I'm like, I need to be, I need to be out. I need, I need to be, I need to be working and doing something. It's like you, I came up with some ideas today. I have stories to write. The you next couple, next couple of days. are a massive Warriors fan, going back to when you started two years ago. Why would you not be at Resorts World hanging out with the Dubs? I wanted them to have their moment. I, I, I celebrated. What, is, what does that even mean? I celebrated with my family on Thursday. Uh, you did. No, lot, you didn't. Yeah, we did. Stop. I'll show you a lot of text messages. We were living it up. You, you do have time. some family in Northern California. Yeah, we're, so I'll we're buy living that. it up. We were planning a we we're planning a trip up to Tahoe. I'll meet up there and celebrate the championship. So I guess everyone was here. I think, except Steph. That's what your, the story in your paper said. But they, I, I didn't see Draymond Green mentioned, and then I saw a Green reference, but it was Green with an E at the end. Hmm. And I couldn't find the first reference, so I don't know. Maybe you want to go check that story and alert the editors. I might have missed it. I don't know if Green was here or not. I'm on vacation. I don't need to. Yeah, is that right? Okay. I, to, I didn't know. I don't need to do that. I didn't know. Team player, right? Yeah. Team bir- player. Birthday week. But apparently Jordan Poole, I guess, uh, I don't know, Johnny Katz was saying Jordan Poole like, sprayed champagne all over the freaking, you know, the console, the DJ console. Why wouldn't he? Listen. Because well, you're going to ruin it. I mean, that would we, be one we, of the things. We take down this. the music for the rest of the night. We earned this. We. Stop. But I will say... Uh, Johnny Katz had a video of they played that clip from the Warriors movie. The Warriors. Yeah, but when you, like, that movie, I I, I don't know what year it was, 80, 83 or something. I just watched it like two weeks ago. And 
But to play that to play that video now, have you ever, have you seen the movie? No. It's but wa- I know the scene. Watch the movie. It's really I'm not gonna watch. It's really really weird. And in a club, like on a giant screen, this like crazy dude with the glasses and warriors, you know, come out and play. It's it's very weird. It's very like. People who were born in the '90s are gonna. I'm, I'm assuming watching. They're like, well, okay, what, this was a movie. What, I also what like is this? I literally never just, seen this in my life. Get that, that guy off the is, screen. That, that clip is used a lot of places. So I think people have seen that. Okay. Um, but I also I feel like I just said I sat there and could not decide anything to watch, and you're like, watch Warriors. I'm like, no, I'm not. There's no. See, way. I gave you one right I'm there. Not, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> no chance. Oh, you gotta watch it. You still haven't watched the Pistol. I know that was bad. I made an agreement to watch the Pistol Pete Maravich. Story. I didn't my watch it. Then, you, then, you, then your family bought me a DVD. It was my favorite movie as a child. It was also the favorite movie of like every single person in my family. Cousins, brothers, like everyone in the family ended up loving the movie. And we were at a family function not too long ago. And it was brought up that you still hadn't seen it. So the immediate thing was to buy the movie for Steve. And he yep, still has I still haven't watched it. Your family hates me for so many reasons. For digging on them like 15 years ago. Sure. Saying your cousins, side of the family. your female cousins look like offensive linemen. Uh, your family different, was listening. It's just different it's not, side of the family. It's not it's good. They're they're big stout girls. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> Mid Midwestern. It's a big family. They're Midwestern. It's a, it's a big family. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Midwestern gals. Mid. It's see he's he's doubling 30. down on it from or the conversation in two thousand whatever what six thirty. All right. Did you win money? Let's find out on the way back. I know Adam could not stop talking about this guy Matt Fitzpatrick, and then you look up on Sunday, and there he is. Cofield and Company. So that's a Red Sox team over the weekend. Neil Diamond actually appeared at the game because they do Sweet Caroline. What do they do in the seventh inning for the stretch? Um, and there was some actor there with him. Will Swenson? Any clue? No. So Neil Diamond's trying to sing it, and Will Swenson's singing it with him. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Let Neil go? Yeah, just stop singing. He was, he was completely butchering it. I'm a massive Neil Diamond fan. Clearly. You know that. Clearly. No, I am. Well, he's also, he's, he retired. He's like, he's pretty sick. So it's like, he never comes. He never, he doesn't perform anymore. Maybe this guy was trying to help him through it. Maybe he was struggling. You know, I was thinking that too. So maybe he helped him, but I don't know. It wasn't great. You sent over some cover band or band that plays. Cover, we'll, we'll do that later on. It's, just, it's not oh, good. Did you listen? I did. My uh, God. The Vast Sound crew pulled some of those bites. <laughs> what would you do? Like, if you had, like, your idol next to you and he's singing some, like, his classic song and you're, like, don't you just let him go for, like, 20 seconds, see how he does, and then jump in? This guy was just, like, I mean, pitchy if, and crappy and ruining it. I mean, if Biggie was next to me, I would be doing more than that. Yes, else. that would be, I'd be, like, freaked out. That would be special. <laughs> yeah. That'd be weird. I think, I mean, I think you you take advantage of the opportunity and jump in. Touch I and go. You, yeah, you sing. It's tough. Oh, wait, you jump in? I think so. Like it's your mm-hmm. one opportunity to sing with like if, if that is your favorite singer. I think that you do that. I've never ever seen this line from Adam Hill. 
in our show notes, we exchange stories in the morning. Watched a lot of golf yesterday. Yeah. Well, this this no uh, this no writing thing is really it's really getting to you. I know. You watched a lot of golf. Yeah. Well, because you had a gambling interest. Yeah, as I told you on uh, on Friday night when I saw you, um, I was doing very very well in a U.S. Open pool, mm-hmm. and to the point where like the top four guys, I had all of them in this pool, and I was like, all right, this could be very very good for me. And I told you my ideal scenario involved Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open. You did say that, and I was like, and who? You said I've never heard of him before. Yeah. I was like, tell me who that is. Uh, two days later, he comes through, wins. Okay. And not only that, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, two guys I also have right there, second and third. I was in great, great position. Then who blew it? John Rom. Rom fell behind everyone, and to the point where, like, I have the top three. No, everybody can have the same golfers. You just pick eight, and people can have the same eight. Right. Um. But I had the top three finishers, so I was like, I've got to be sitting really good. But somebody else had two of the top three. They didn't have Fitzpatrick, but they had um, Zalatoris and Scheffler. But then they had, like, the next five. They had, like, McElroy and, like, all these guys. And they all passed Rom at the end. So in the end, it goes by how much how much your golfers win. Uh, somebody, somebody got 7.1 million, and I got 7.08 million. So they got they, they finished just barely ahead of me. And so I stopped me still win a few hundred bucks, but okay. I was sitting on a couple thousand. I was like, this would be great. Just didn't quite work out. But I did watch till the bitter end, hoping that they came through and hoping, hoping like Rob would pick up a shot or two right in the last because he completely fell off the map early in the round. And I was like, just give me a pick up a shot or two at the end. Get up to like eighth place instead of twelfth. No, didn't happen. Who is Matt Fitzpatrick? He's a European player, but he uh, he actually won the U.S. Amateur on the same course in 2013. So I thought, you know, not nah, was an, alone in that. He was, I think, the ninth or tenth choice to win the tournament. But um, I thought he'd had success there before. Uh, but it turns out, like, there's quite a bit of story. I mean, one, when he went to play the U.S. Amateur there, um, the his, like, hotel reservation fell through. So he didn't have a place to stay. So him and his family, like, stayed with the, um, like, one of the course administrators, people, somebody that runs the course. And... Became like friends with them, so he he did that again. Stayed there at their house, which I was like, hmm, hopefully that person doesn't have any role in like making decisions of any kind. <laughs> Sounds a little bit unfair, but I don't, I don't think the person actually has any say in anything. So, um, but yeah, he he got to live, he got to stay in that same house again, right on the course. And uh, he also had a really interesting story after the tournament that I heard that he used to get, you know, we see a lot of golfers just freak out when they're you know hit a bad shot and they just get angry. Um, his ex girlfriend. Uh, is a professional tennis player who uh, has family in Ukraine. And not too long ago, he didn't say how long it was, but he said a couple months, like he he talked to her and she was like, well, yeah, she's like, I, you know, my aunt has all this sickness and she can't go to the doctor because we, we don't have hospitals right now. Everything's bombed out. Right. And my grandpa just like packed up his stuff and he's going on the battlefield. And Fitzpatrick said the result of that conversation was like, yeah, I hit a bad shot sometimes. Yeah, I got to calm down. Like, who cares? It ain't that big a deal. Who cares? Yeah. So, like, yesterday I had down the stretch, and he's hitting these unbelievable shots. And obviously, you know, 18, he goes into the bunker, and it's, like, freaked out. Like, eh, well, I'll just let me just go hit out of this bunker. Like, I, I, I don't have to go to war tomorrow. And he said that just really put things into perspective. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. Well, he might emerge as a star now. I mean, he's had a pretty good story 
before this. So Matt Fitzpatrick uh, wins, and then uh, Adam Hill bragging about it. That was all legal, right? Your pool was all legal. Okay. I think so. Good for you. He gives no Fs, and that's why you love him. It's Dave Koken on Cofield and Company. Here he is, D.C. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. Dave Koken's with us. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I'm reading through the injury list at baseball and trying to make some adjustments. Man, oh, man, there's a lot of guys hurt. Okay, give us some examples. Who are you seeing? Well, the, the keys are Mookie Betts, one. He's going to be out for a while. And it uh, looks like Manny Machado is going to be out probably through the All-Star break uh, for the Padres. And when you consider that Tatis is still unavailable, I think that's a really big hit to their team. I mean, not that Betts isn't a big hit to the Dodgers, but they've got depth. The Padres really don't have that depth. and uh, I don't know where their offense is going to come from now. Yikes. I think the Padres are almost doing a, a breathing a sigh of relief, though. That looked like it was season-ending at one point yesterday. Well, I thought it, I thought he broke it when I yeah. was watching it live. Uh, so, yeah, I guess so. But it's still you're looking at significant time off. And they've got to keep their heads above water in the meantime. And that's just a huge loss to their team. Uh, I don't think they're going to fall apart. But they could. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm tentative on, on what, I, what the Padres are going to do. Meanwhile, Tatis hasn't even swung a bat yet, right? Nope. No, he's uh, um, they, they're they're comfortable with his progress, but he is a little behind schedule. Yeah, boy, that's got to piss off people in the organization. You don't want to come out and you know rip the kid, but oh. man, you're gonna miss like three quarters of the season because you were what was he jerking around on a freaking mo- motorcycle in the end? Well, yeah, you know that's life's dangerous at times. Yeah, you got to be careful, I guess. Yes, and we've seen it happen in the past with like oh, yeah. Jeff Kent and Ron Gant. If we go way back, you know. Guys doing probably doing things they they shouldn't have been doing. So you mentioned it goes it yeah. goes all the way back for me to 67, 68, when the Red Sox almost won the World Series in sixty seven, lost in seven. Right. And then Jim Lonborg, who arguably was as good as anybody in baseball that year, um, got hurt seriously uh, skiing oh. in the off season, and that's that's the injury that started teams with provisions in their contracts hmm. uh, saying you can't do this or you can't do that. Um, you know, it, 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 I agree with it on the on the team's stand from their stances, but I also agree in the players having freedom to do whatever they want. So. Yeah, I mean it's a tough call with Tatis. You know, you're signing a guy to a 14-year deal for yeah. 340 million dollars. You'd hope he has enough common sense not to put himself in danger. I guess, but you know, I'm sure he didn't consider it dangerous at the time. Yeah. I consider everything at this age, Dave. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. I, I consider everything dangerous. I'm, I'm, I, I gingerly walk down the stairs. I'm always looking, try not to uh, take a spill. You know how it is. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> listen, I put on safety gloves when I'm going to open the refrigerator these days. <laughs> is that right? All right. Some good, some good Dave Coke and humor there. You get a sneeze, you feel it in your ribs. Oh yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, pull a muscle, right? That the dreaded lat that all the pitchers keep keep pulling that puts them out for uh, months and months and months. So you mentioned the Dodgers injury. Um, I'm guessing you don't feel like the Dodgers because of uh, Mookie going down are in as much jeopardy as the Padres. No, because they've got such a deep lineup, yep. and they've got some prospects they can rely on, uh, or at least hope to rely on. Uh, the Padres kind of don't. Uh, they had to, I guess, C.J. Abrams is coming back up, but he didn't look ready early in the season, so we'll see what happens now. 
Yeah, they've been turning to uh, what Nomar Mazzara has been productive for about the last ten days. So trying He's to re- you know reclamation project there, who was a good player at one point. Yeah, uh, he got all messed up uh, mechanic wise, and uh, seems to have straightened things out. So. He's been a plus for them, but it's. I mean, to me, Machado is as big an injury as you can have in baseball this year because he is so important to that team. Do you see any other issues with the Dodgers? You know, we talked about pitching injuries, um, and Gonsolin's really carried him, and obviously Tyler Anderson almost throwing a freaking no hitter Vegas guy. Now he's eight zero. What is there? Is would you be concerned about the the back end with, or is it just Kimbrel goes through these moments where he has runs where he's just you know he's very uh, very dangerous? Uh, I think he's not quite the pitcher he was years ago. Um, so but they've got Hudson out there. So, I mean, it's not like they're they're in better shape than most teams at, at, in virtually every way because of their incredible depth. Dave Koken's with us. Wagertalk.com. Dave, did you have a, a big special today with Wagertalk? It's $9 Monday, so nice. uh, all the packages are $9. And I... Uh, um, probably figure out who I like because I've been mentioning the Padres and I, I the price is coming down on them and I think with good reason. I mean, Diamondbacks are missing Catal Marte tonight, but Davies has pitched really well. Uh, Darvish is outstanding for San Diego, especially at home, but I can't see the Padres this big a favorite in what kind of looks like a toss-up game to me. And the Padres are 165 against the D-backs. Were you on the Mets and the Marlins this morning? 6 nothing win for the Mets. No, I wasn't involved. Uh, Peterson was doing a Zudini act early. His Marlins were playing some really bad baseball in the game. And uh, the Mets did what they needed to do. I think McNeil got tweaked in the game, though. So he could be down for a little bit. And, and it's, <laughs> we're at that point in the season where you've got to check the injury list every day. My God, the uh, you know I'm kind of a uh, a lover of the Marlins pitching, so I try to jump on them. But I've been saying all season they're so unpredictable at the plate and over the weekend uh, – Alcantara pitched a really good yep. game. He's actually, I don't think he's going to win it, but he's actually very much in the running for the Cy Young. He's the favorite now. Who, for you, who's been the best pitcher in the National League? He has. Okay. He's been the he's, he, he gives you seven or eight innings every time out. Uh, he basically never has a bad game. Uh, I, I don't think there's been anybody better. Are you jumping into college football? I saw you tweet about college yeah. football. Because uh, I, I, think, I think in the past you and I used to, we would talk college football, and you, I, was it a... Uh, was it Memorial Day weekend? Yep. You used to, yeah, you, you're like I'm I'm hunkering down. And I'm 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 studying for college football. Have you, are you still doing it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the nice part is there's some contributors now who provide tremendous content, so it's cut down on some of the tedious work that I have to do, and uh, uh, I follow them and and get their information because they they've just got everything laid out. It's real easy. Um, one is the called the tailgate tent outstanding content really great how do you think the portal is going to affect trying to handicap especially early in the season with so many teams losing guys but then you know some some teams got you know tons of reinforcements like sc yeah i I think it's got a lot to do with the coaching staffs uh and consistency in the schemes um so teams with new coaches and new schemes might be slow out of the gate and uh, the teams with a lot of experience, obviously, going to have a big plus. But even with the new players coming in, I, you know, a lot of these guys are upperclassmen, and they're used to, they've been through this grind. So if they're there for opening day of camp, they should be fine. Did you cash it all in the U.S. Open? No, uh, Marikawa was my guy, and uh, 
great two rounds. A very good final round, but a disaster on Saturday, 77. Uh, Fitzpatrick is one of the guys I looked at, but I, I don't play a lot of outrights. And uh, Davis Riley played well for me. Uh, Pereira didn't. And Marikawa is right there, but no cash this week. Why have you looked at Fitzpatrick in the past? Well, his talent is unmistakable. He just wasn't able to finish, yeah. at least stateside. And now he's got that out of the way. Um, this isn't the only major he's going to win, let's put it that way. No. No. Still a young guy, 27 years old. Yep. And Adam was telling about a story about how he calmed his nerves a little bit by getting a little more perspective. So that's always a good well, thing to and, calm your nerves. And something else I like about him, he's not one of these guys that takes 18 minutes before he hits the shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, you could have given him a pass yesterday if he'd taken a long time in that trap shot. And he just got there. Figured out what he wanted to do, and he hit the ball. And he hit a great shot. Maybe some of these other guys should follow his lead. Why didn't you like the NBC coverage? Well, I was all right the last hour. But prior to that, it was all commercials and that playing through stuff. Um, just too much. It was like interspersed with occasional golf. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, let's, let's watch the golf tournament. Yeah. NBC's coverage stinks, in my opinion. The, the uh, CBS does it a lot better. All right. Uh, Dave, before we let you go, I wanted to get your take on, uh, we had a poll question up last week. We were talking about the, uh, the drink, uh, ice yeah. was a bar at Harmon and Koval. Well, it's being knocked down for the F1 setup there. F1 bought that property for like $240 million. And, you know, I was thinking about all the change over the years. Like I haven't been here as long as you have, but like a lot of my favorite bars have gone bye-bye. Did, did I don't, were you a local bar guy at all? Uh, in your heyday? In my neighborhood, sneakers. At Trop and uh, okay. Eastern was a, a regular spot. Someone, someone mentioned sneakers. There. Yep, sneakers got on the list. Okay, why? Why'd you like that place? Burgers were good. Okay, and there weren't any sports bars really right. back then, but they they had a lot of sports, as I recall, and it was close to home. Uh, and of course, but I, was, uh, I was a nightclub guy. Right there on what uh, LV Boulevard and Harmon was the uh, the Shark Club. Yeah, that was my favorite spot. Yep, we know, we know. It was a good place, right? Real good place. It was like one of the biggest discos in the world at the time, I think. Oh, it's huge. Um, I mean, for people who wanted to see stars, that was the place to go. Because the, the hotels didn't have nightclubs at that time. They had showrooms and lounges, but they didn't get into the nightclub business till a little bit later. And then they completely took it over. And I never had any interest in the uh, strip hotel uh, nightclubs. You know, they, they would just forget that. I'm not spending that kind of money. Yeah. There you go. Sneakers in the Shark Club. I knew you'd come through with some. Dave, have a good week. I hope you won a lot of money. And the sand dollar for jazz. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Classic place. Thanks, Dave. See you guys. You remember the uh, the sand dollar, because they just opened a, another location at the plaza. You remember the sand dollar was on Taffer's show, and Taffer tried to change the whole thing. He changed it, and it was like within two weeks, you're like, no, we're changing it back. But it didn't. It didn't seem like that episode, or maybe there's many episodes like that, where they didn't really want his help. They just wanted the advertising. They, they didn't want his help, and they actually, from what I heard behind the scenes, uh, I think the owner almost got into a fist fight. He was yeah. going to kick the crap out of Taffer.